What is going on, everyone? My name is Josh Kaplan. And my name is Solomon Barry. And welcome back to episode 10 of Round the Round. We are so excited to have you guys back this week, and we have big things in store for all of you. Today, we have three special guests in a kind of roundtable episode. We've got Frederick Hinkle from Texas, you know, Preston Bice from California, and Will Piconi of Volley Llamas from Virginia. I said I said that right, right? It's Virginia. Yeah. Okay, I had to get it, it right. Virginia. I'll edit this out. Um, okay, so this episode will be doing a slightly different format uh, than our normal, you know, skits or whatever we do. Uh, we'll be just going down the different major rule changes that we've had this year, uh, starting with seven foot serves with lean. So starting with Frederick, what were your thoughts, uh, like initial thoughts, and then thoughts after having played with seven foot serve with lean? Yeah, going into seven foot with lean, I was pretty concerned. My first thought was this is just going to be a big fat lip fest. If it was hard to hit a clean serve at six feet, it's going to be harder to hit a clean serve at seven feet. We didn't think it was that bad. It was, you know, maybe a little bit worse, maybe a little bit better. Uh, Definitely still playable because serves came off so much lower. It was still actually really hard to deal with serve receive. We were able to generate some bad touches. So it wasn't really as big of a change as we expected, but there were definitely a lot fewer like wide angle aces. It was a lot more just barrel through the receiver aces. Okay. So a lot more, you know, focus on power rather than spin or angle. Yeah. A lot more than angle, a lot more power than angle. All right. Sounds like it plays right into Texas's uh, strong points. I, I would be interested to play it with more like angle based servers though. So we'll see. Yeah, that's me. So hopefully I'll be able to figure that out before I play anybody. Uh, that being said, Preston, I'm not sure you've actually played with the rules yet. Uh, it's it's you after all. But uh, what were your initial thoughts? And if you played with it, what were your thoughts afterwards? <laughs> it's you after all. Um, I actually have played with 7-foot lean and 1.5 no-hit zone. I've never played with them together. Um, so I haven't played with like the new official rules. But I was one of the early on groups to play with 7-foot lean. Um, I mean, for me, it's not so much how much I like it, like in the now and the current zone of things. Cause for me, it's like, I've been around for a while. I've seen changes. I've hated changes. I've loved changes, but as data shows, like if the stats are correct for me, I'll grow to love and I'll grow to learn and I'll grow to prosper in whatever rule changes there are. Um, and for me, the biggest thing is like, you get rid of six foot invisible barrier that no one calls correctly. You know, it, you're always wondering, is he close? You're somehow supposed to watch, is he close, but also watch the ball coming at you at a million miles per hour and then vice versa, service receiver. It's just weird. So, I mean, initially, I mean, I talked to Jack months and months ago um, and I was like, hey, I think, I think some distance should be like implemented next year. Like I was really pushing for that. Um, I don't need to post about too much, but um yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm stoked, and I still am stoked. I have yet to play with the actual full rules, but I think seven-foot lean simplifies the game in a way where it eliminates a lot of gray area. So I'm, For sure. curious, I'm curious to see as well, like Frederick said, about lips and pockets and stuff, because I don't really, really know to this point, you know, in a large degree of what that looks like. But all in all, I was stoked. I am stoked, and I think it's a great change. 
For sure. I definitely agree that it gets rid of the gray area. I think that's a lot of what, you know, the conversations I've had have focused on is that no one called that correctly because it was really kind of impossible to call, especially in a game where we don't necessarily have observers. And it's, it's, it's similar to the football rule where if it crosses a plane, it's a touchdown, except they have multiple referees and, you know, high definition, you know, uh, replay. So yeah, exactly. um, getting rid of that, I totally agree. Uh, Will, what were your thoughts? And I believe you've played with it. So what were your thoughts afterwards? Yeah. So initially, like being one of the servers that probably pushed the limits with six foot lines, you know, like tossing close sometimes and like being up on the line, just like, honestly, initially I was like, frick, like this is going to ruin me. But um, after playing with them, it really wasn't nearly as much of a change as I thought. Um, yeah, it was pretty like simple to serve still. I think it does make people on serve more, which is a good thing for the sport. Maybe it eliminates double faults. So like, that's just another way to look at it, but it sure. like the change now is not that bad in my opinion. Yeah, Frederick, I saw a little bit of disagreement about uh, Will's statement on on serves for second serve. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I think that, I, I think it's very legitimate for the sport to watch guys sit here and line up a serve and rip it home. Like when you watch tennis and you see that second serve come home at 120 and sure the first one was 140, but when the second one's 120, you still know that this dude is pumping as hard as he can at it. I think that kind of legitimizes our sport. I think it looks bad when you have a guy just like tap something on there just to start a point. I really hope that the hitting gets to the point where it's like, hey, if you play a little tap on serve, you just don't get a chance to make a defensive play. Uh, I, I don't think we should be rewarding that in, in this context of the game, even if you are a great defensive team. So not a yeah, fan. I actually do agree with you there. Like I'm not really a fan of on serves. I just do think that right now where like everyone's relearning it it's just a smart thing to do on sure. too, because you probably can generate some touches but like I do agree that it kind of just like demortalizes spike ball or round net sorry I just want to put it out there and say I agree in some regards but I really do think that when I played with it putting on like a 60 70 percent serve is something we'll see more um, especially with the 1.5 hitting zone but I definitely like seeing uh, what's his face on uh, ESPN, Nick. Um, Prince, yeah, yeah. Like literally like 12.5% max, you know, booping it on uh, and being close, booping it on. Um, it's just, I mean, it's not the best look. At the same time, I, I do think about volleyball, you know, like initiating a ball into play in volleyball is like, that's, I mean, that's 95% of serving. If you want to go for an ACE and sixes, like be my guest, it's probably not going to happen quite as much as round net could. Um, but I do think you'll see a lot more incentive to put on like a 65, 70% serve, but still challenging your opponent. Cause I honestly think, I mean, I, like, I don't know. I don't know if everyone heard my video on Facebook, but you know, I said in three to six months, we're going to see a pretty similar game to what we had in 2020 where hitting is going to be, you know, still 90 percentile, you know, up, you know, in terms of kills. Um, so for me, I would urge people to practice serves at the seven foot and not just boop on your second, but really have a challenging, at least like Frederick said, like a power serve, you know, where you're not trying to cut it and do 10 things at once. You're just focusing on strictly one aspect of that serve. But that's kind of my thing. I, I don't love the boop serve, but at the same time, yeah. Yeah, playing, but think about it though. Playing to the strength of what you're saying, 
the new seven foot serving rule, because it forces you to scoot back, all these serves are staying so much lower that just blasting a power serve, <clears throat> it kind of makes sense because you keep the ball lower now. Yeah, I think also to what Preston was saying in that we will see at least a similar looking game in terms of finishing within, you know, six months or so. I've already started seeing that happen, you know, with, uh, well, for one specific example, Church, after playing, I think for three hours, his finishes look almost exactly the same, uh, where he, he's 6'4", and his wingspan is like 6'7". So when, you know, one and a half foot Barry is not stopping him from reaching over and flicking on 85% of his finishes. No, Frederick uh, from one and a half. Um, and so... I think that'll happen more and more. And obviously for players like myself, Frederick and Will, we won't be able to do quite as much as he does, but with footwork, uh, as I'm sure Frederick would like to tell us about, oh, and Jordan Taylor, who's even shorter than us. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, with footwork and stuff, it's definitely, hitting still has the advantage. So, yeah. Also, Do y'all think the ball cuts more off the net from seven foot? Because I've heard people like talk about that a little bit. And from playing... I kind of think, like, you need less angle to go wider, but that's just, like, obvious, really. Yeah, I don't know why, but we had the ball cutting a lot more. I hadn't been aced wide in a good bit, but Rahul just, like, blasted some past me, and I was sitting here just looking. I've never seen you cut the ball like this. What are are you doing? Did you change your serve? And he's like, no, dude, it's the same thing. I'm swinging a little bit softer, and this thing is turning – yeah, it's also, like, more natural to stand seven feet away now because that's where the line is. Yeah. yeah, so I think a large part of that is, like, Fred, you mentioned, like, Rahul just talked about, like, slowing his serve down a little bit. Um, I've noticed in my own game, I'm more of an angle server when it comes to cut, but if I slow my serve down, I get a lot more spin on it, and I'm not forcing the angle as much, and I'm trying to create that spin more. So maybe that's a reason that he's getting more cut on it. Um, but, yeah, I think it, I think it all comes down to – um spin versus angle i've played seven feet with the dantowitz brothers all three of them um and we weren't hitting nearly as much angle and i found that when i slowed my serve down a little bit and slowed that motion down a little bit more and tried to get my hand a little bit more contact on the ball that i was hitting wider serves and they were actually staying pretty low too just because they were coming in from a lower angle yeah no i definitely agree i think if you look at servers who already didn't necessarily hit super hard so uh, Frederick, like Colton Mowry uh, in Utah, would be Tyler Stokes. Uh, they were already more well-known for just having deep, you know, deep cuts, not necessarily super fasters. And I think, I think that's what's happening to everybody else now is, one, they're coming out from seven feet, which means they're going to hit the net slower regardless of how hard you hit it. And two, people are taking off some. So it's just naturally going to stay on the, your hand a little bit longer, stay on the net a little bit longer, and jump more because of it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the biggest thing is, like, because you're allowed to lean in and extend through the ball a lot, you know, it's not – people don't have it in their mind to, like, pull back at all or just smack the ball. It's more of, like, a true throw, and you can really be over the ball a lot. Because um, I know, like, hitting reverse cuts especially, I felt a lot better hitting reverse cuts from seven with the lean just because I could literally – you know, push through the whole entire ball, keep the ball in my hand for longer um, and really extend through where I wanted to go. Whereas before I felt like, you know, I had to hit it behind stop ish in my mind. Whereas now I can really like push through all the way and get that, you know, 
extra spin on the ball. But I think the speed aspect has a lot to it. I mean, in Utah, we were messing around with soft cuts for a while with me, Clark, and Kevin, and a bunch of people. And um, Sorry, Kevin wasn't there. He didn't get invited. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, but we were like, dude, soft, like, we were like, yo, soft cuts are kind of nice. Um, and I think people are going to start experimenting with that a lot more and just try and beat people truly on surprise factor more than just, you know, speedy cuts to the right or whatever. So, yeah. Speaking of something you just brought up reverse cuts uh, and if Ryder's still there, I'd love to get his opinion on this as well, but does anybody feel like they're somewhat nerfed in the fact that one, the receiver has another or two more feet, you know, from both sides in to react to it. And two, they come off the net slower. So you have more time to react as well. Frederick, you're saying no. Reverse cuts, the deadly part is that they come off so low and over to the side. And now reverse cuts are even lower. It's no easier to receive a reverse cut today than it was uh, when we played with six foot. It is just as challenging. Yeah. The other serve, I think, that, like, becomes a lot easier to control that people kind of hit wildly before is jams. Like, because tossing in, I swear you get so much more control about, like, the placement you're hitting on the net with the jam. And that might just be like me and Richmond guys, but I'm pretty sure it just makes it easier. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Well, I found that when I was playing, um, I opted to hit a lot more jams. So when you hit kind of, uh, especially for me, I found that an in-step jam was a lot easier to hit and hit with much more power than before, just because I could really get my body behind the ball more and not have to worry about obviously tossing the ball in front of me and then kind of throwing my body at it. Yeah, and that so that actually brings me to another question. Um, do you guys think that with the lines backed up, serve receivers will back up and really receive at seven, or do you think we're going to see people scooting forward and receiving at six somewhere in between? What do you think? How do you think that's going to affect serve receive and where people kind of line up and cheat to? Um, based off when I was playing, I mean, I was I feel like people naturally stand around seven anyway, unless you're Frederick and he receives at like four and a half. Um, but no, I think people generally are a little behind six as is, um, you know, with 2020 rules, it was hard to really stand close. Um, especially as serve progressed into the late 2020 era and you have people just hitting lefty righties, like it's nothing. Um, the farther you stand back, I really honest, and I've been telling Ryder this a ton. Um, I think drops are going to see the light of day finally as, you know, something that everyone's going to have because it's so much easier to hit a drop at this point. Cause you can lean in, you know, fake high hit low, or you can literally just lean in and hit a perfect drop. You know, I don't even know, probably half the time now, whereas before from six foot, it was kind of weird to hit it from the side. Cause you're always kind of chopping down. Whereas now you literally just push it onto the net, you know, free movement. Um, so I would, I would tell people without a ton of experience that backing up might not be your best call. Because if you're worried about the power, A, serve, receive more, practice more, you know, you have another two feet of receive technically, or maybe one foot. Um, but I think shorts are going to kind of cover that gap and keep people honest and staying up. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I think you're spot on with that analysis. I think that drops are so much easier to hit. And we're going to see people having to scoot almost in the same area, maybe even a touch closer. But yeah, drops are drops are going to be interesting to deal with and see how defenses rotate uh, when they play drop serves. Also, talking about the 
seven-foot line. Like, Preston, that was a great mm-hmm. take, um, by the way. But talking about the seven-foot line, I think it's going to be hard to get, like, a consistent seven-foot line without, like, an actual, like, spike ball seven-foot line like they had, like, serving line. Because I've played two times already or three times, and the distance has felt different every time. I mean, I don't think it's going to be super hard. You just have to, like, have a line that you cut specifically for seven feet with maybe a loop on the end at seven feet that you can put the paint of can through, like the can of paint through. Um, so yeah, like, that's what I mean, we've been doing. Yeah. Uh, Frederick, I had a tape measure too, but I was like, the line was still kind of uneven until I cut a rope that helped me do it. But yeah, just random. Yeah. Um, one more question that I have on the seven foot and feel free to stop me if you guys have already talked about this. How far do you think people are really going to be able to lean in and take advantage of just your feet having to be behind the line? Because that's that's something I've been thinking about. You know, I've, I've experimented a little bit with really trying to lean in and get close, but then my momentum ends up carrying me into the circle and I can't really establish my feet outside afterwards. I mean, I get I get to probably 10 inches in before I start falling over. I about to say, I mean, I think the greatest example of this is going to be Drucker. Um, being the tallest human in the world and also the round neck community. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think like comfortably taking advantage of it, you could probably get like a foot and a half, you know, at like max. If you do, if you do like the flamingo stance where you're like on one leg and your other legs counterbalancing, I think you could probably reach in comfortably about that. I could be over it. I could be, you know, overstating. Yeah, Josh. Josh is giving me a foot and a half measurement, and he's saying there's no way right now. But um, I mean, I don't know. Let's just let's call it a foot, uh, 1.25 feet, whatever. Um, I think people are going to figure it out pretty nicely. I think the fact that you can burn off movement laterally as well, you're going to see some potentially interesting looking serves, which I'm not necessarily excited for. But at the same time, the rules are the rules, and people are going to find ways to exploit them. I mean, I was laying on my chest the other day you know, reaching in with just my chest area on the ground and like reaching in, you know, like three feet. And I was like, dude, I can hit a gnarly drop like this. But if you could find a way where you're on your knee doing something weird, I don't know. I think people are going to find ways to do fun examples of taking advantage of it. But I would say a foot and a foot point two five is the official uh, comfortable edge. So, a foot, so you're saying a foot and three inches. Foot in three inches. For us, yeah, you know, I feel like I feel mathematically like, challenged. I feel like that's about. I feel like that's about ten inches for me. You know, as a yeah, five, little, six, five, seven ten person, that's about ten inches. Ten inches shorter than me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I get about ten inches as well before I start losing too much power or have to fall into the circle. But then when you add a foot to become, you know, Drecker, I, I, I just don't know how much that adds because obviously he's heavier too, so his momentum is going to be stronger, right? Cause he's swinging hard as well. So I obviously all that balances out and we're just gonna to have to see how much Drucker can lean in, but yeah. yeah for but those Drucker's who don't know. Oh yeah. No, oh, gosh, that's, that's true. For those who don't know, Drucker's six foot eight, I believe. I think yeah. he's six nine. No, six eight sounds good. Six nine sounds better. Are y'all using like it a lot? I honestly feel like my serve's still pretty natural to what it was at like I'm swinging the same really like not really worrying about it probably tossing in some but I'm not like really but you, already, but you already did that well 
Exactly. Facts. No, so hey, no more lucky have to foot change, drag, though. If you no don't more have to lucky change, foot drag. Oh, I can't do that facts. at all. You can't that's extend facts. a foot. <laughs> yeah, frick, man. Yeah. Oh man. So that does that does transition us into another smaller rule rule change that um, Spike Ball released, which is that you now have to wait till the ball hits the net in order for your foot to move, and you have to keep that pivot until the ball hits the net, not until you strike that ball. And that sounds. That sounds kind of small. Do you guys think that's going to make any difference at all in terms yes. of calling serves or not? Yeah, really? it will. Absolutely. Um, well, that one you can thank me for. I know you thank me for every other rule, but that one is I do. Special. I mean, I actually think that's a good rule because, like, honestly, yeah. the, the entire serving rule eliminated angle completely. Like, seven feet away and no drag. Yep. Like, it's literally all cut now. Like, it's honest cut. No more, like, angle. It's yeah. the Travis like Piconi rule. Well, not that drive was legal before, <laughs> just to clarify that. Well, yeah, yeah. but I mean, before Tra- it was Tra- almost right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be weird because he, like, tossed in in the past, too. Like, but he's, like, also just in- an insane athlete. I think he's going to be really good at the new mode, like, completely. It's going to be scary. Yeah, no, but, I mean, I think if you think about the rules as a whole, which we'll get to eventually, I think it'll balance out very well for him especially since he's been playing for like five years. So. Yeah. Uh, quick question for everybody. I know I'm not running this thing, but I got a question. I mean, how effective do you think fakes are going to be like right lefty? Um, again, I haven't tested this too much with both rules in effect, uh, but with the seven foot lean, uh, I didn't, I didn't feel like there was too much ability to fake as well as 2020. I think you're still going to see a decent amount of, you know, somewhat fake but yeah yeah, i think the ability to fake well in 2020 was also partly reliant on the ability for people to take advantage of serving lines and they can no longer do that i mean if we think of it like a lot of times when people would fake they'd go to their offhand they'd be close i mean we we have people here who have even admitted that themselves um so i think just the rule in general like the fact that it's a little bit more strict on your feet and on now like being further away with a lean is really going to take away some of those just fakes and ambidextrous serves yeah i think that this is like not a bad thing for the sport for the fakes to like kind of go away a little bit they kind of looked weird and were sketching the sport that being said i think ryan marino will still have no problem acing me with my own hand like he's so quick there's no way that fakes completely die but i think for a lot of people it's not going to be like a go-to move it's just going to be there yeah Yeah. no i agree well what about you because i know you are like me and where you fake a lot well you fake more than me let's be honest but yeah um i think it's going to be more about like hiding the reverse hiding the drop than it is going to be faking and like I think it's gonna be more people are just like honest to the side they step out, but or like honest to doing an in step a lot. I don't think I don't know. It's just hard. It definitely is harder to fake successfully, but they're not gonna go away completely. But yeah, yeah. I almost yeah. I almost see it as just another like <clears throat> variation of a serve type. So like if you think someone's got like an in step, someone's got a step out, someone's just got a, a standard um stance i think you just add then a left hand serve to that i don't think it necessarily is like seen as like oh i'm gonna do this or this it's just another serve to add to the arsenal for some variation yeah, yeah. with with the exception of like frederick said marino uh probably thomas yeah. hamilton even yeah, though course. frederick doesn't think thomas is as good um, dawson oh dawson yeah 
Um, whoa, whoa, I think Thomas is amazing. I just think that Marino's quicker. You also think Thomas lips up a lot. Tell me I'm wrong. I think all of Michigan lips up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to hear. <laughs> speaking speaking of lips, though, let's go. Let's talk about that. You know, for you know, a couple minutes. Uh, obviously, they changed the wording of what a lip or I guess a back pocket is now. Uh, thoughts on if that actually changes that for any changes what a lip or back pocket is, or mm-hmm. if they just change the wording. I'm gonna come out and say Frederick was wrong. Um, and say, I don't, I personally don't think it changes much. Um, I know there was like, I called Jack that night because Frederick got me all hyped up. There was no lips. And I came home and was like, yo, Ryder, there was no lips. <laughs> and we were like, yo, that's sick. Cause you know, I think honestly in the future, like that could be a change. I know people are afraid of it and they're like, oh, well, lips are OP, whatever. But I do think as with most change, people are going to adjust and you'd be able to see it, especially if there's something like a bigger ball on the horizon. Um, you know, it runs through it a little more and is affected a little less, but I don't know. I commented, people calm down. It's the same rule, just different words. Um, and that's kind of where I stand and will stand on this, this year, unless again, people start calling it differently, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. I talked to Ben Dantwitz about it and he didn't understand like where we had gotten that from. And we kind of went through, they had used the wording, like when the ball is hitting the net, we'd interpret that to mean where the ball enters into the net as opposed to it meaning just contact on the net at any point if it yeah. makes contact so uh that was our bad we completely misunderstood what what the rule was trying to say and then jack even clarified that they did not want to change the rule they wanted the rule to stay identical so i think it's really just there for like newer people coming into the sport that are sitting here trying to understand what is this thing that y'all are talking about um because in the old version it was it was kind of hard to understand now that being yeah, said i think they, there are a couple serves like the one uh dax posted in the facebook group a couple weeks ago where they just hit front pocket and i think i think that's got to be considered clean right it only hit front pocket frederick i know you're disagreeing with me but it only hit front pocket give me your reasoning i mean uh, look at where it came off the net it looked like it only came off the front So, well, just think about it. Like one third of the net is the back pocket and then you have two thirds of the net on the side. So we have, you know, two thirds of one third or two ninths of the net to use. If you can keep the ball on that two ninths of the net, it's clean. It's, it's going to leave that portion of the net. And if it lips at all, having left that portion of the net, it's a lip. So the rule is essentially unchanged. I think they, reworded it in like expecting people to fix their calls because of the rewording but I was talking to Gasaway because I was just messaging him and he said that like the biggest change is if it hits the front pocket and comes off the middle of the net like it's like that's clean and everyone's been calling that bad and um I was like but it's not like people in game are still gonna think it comes off the back you know like it's not gonna change a thing what people think in game so but i mean it doesn't matter it is what it is lips are still lips i agree and just to just to read the actual letter of the rule itself just so we have it here um in the rule book it says um basically what's considered a fault on a serve back pocket after hitting the back or side section of the net the ball's vertical trajectory gets steeper and then a subsection of that a ball hitting within the back third of the net and exiting at a steeper angle than it entered 
or a ball hitting within the side section of the net and exiting at a steeper angle than at a steeper angle than it entered is a pocket. And then right. back of the net is determined relative to a center line perpendicular to the ball's horizontal entry angle. But if right, the ball comes into contact with either of the side pockets, you can still make the call. So if you have any cut on it or any reverse on it, it's in the side third. It's still going to let. It will be. The one thing I will say is I think this does. I think the verbiage is a little bit better. And for any rule changes going forward, it's a better ground to be operating off of than the past reading of whatever the rule was. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the fun rule. Namely, the no hit zone. Uh, Will, let's hear from you first. Okay. Originally, I was like, frick, this is going to make the sport look terrible. Like it's everyone's going to be bad at hitting. Everyone's just going to look game. sloppy. And it's kind of going to ruin the like, if it's for the spectator part of the sport, I was like, that's just dumb. Like it just looks bad now. And then playing, I mean, it's definitely something, it's going to be sloppy for the first three months or something like Preston said in his video, like it's going to take a little bit of time to adjust and like, yeah, but I do think people are just going to master hitting again eventually, which is honestly mm -hmm. good in my opinion. I do like that part of the sport and I do think it's going to be easier to get defensive touches. So in the end, I think it is a good change, but I definitely am not a fan of it just because it's harder, but I mean, it's cool to have to work for something, I guess. So it's cool for the entire community. If you look at it that way. Project, I'd be really curious to get your thoughts too, considering that Texas played an entire tournament with this um, that you were at. And it seemed like there were a lot of varying opinions, including some people, Garrett and Rahul, who felt like they kind of already, even during that tournament, had mastered just kind of setting and hitting with the um, no-hit zone. Yeah, so... I'll say gold is a pretty wide division. Gold extends down to like middle advanced and all the way up to like, like me and Rahul and Garrett. Um, I played with Grant. Grant caught, um, you know, the lip fever for the day. So we didn't play a ton of points, but when we did, we got a good bit of touches. We noted that the worst thing for us was decision-making, not actually like um, the actual swing. Like when we actually got into the right spot and chose the right decision, we killed the ball. The problem was we didn't know what the right decision was fairly often. Um, Garrett and Rahul were setting much more cleanly than we were and were playing uh, a game that was more standard to 2020 round net and just kind of setting especially well to make it work for them. Uh, I will say, I don't think that they are accurate in their statement that their hitting was polished. Uh, we were all over them. We had tons of touches on Rahul and Garrett. That was a super fun defensive series against them. And I mean, you talk about people that usually never get touched. Rahul is hard to touch. Um, but we were, we were all over him and Garrett. And then the fact of the matter is Matt Cole and Dylan Keene beat me and Grant. They had a way better defensive strategy than we did. They mm -hmm. executed it point by point. They sat really, really well and they went and made you know, 40 foot defensive touches and brought them back over and over and over again. If you're mm -hmm. going to do that, you're going to get rewarded in this meta, especially if you're on the same page and you can do it consistently. So I, I was excited by that. Uh, I thought there were a lot of holds where, you know, one team would serve, the other team would hit, you'd get a touch, you couldn't convert it. So they'd clean up the point and win. That was kind of my takeaway. A lot of people liked it. 
some of the lower people in gold just found it too hard to set for their that being said, going along with that, Frederick, something I've been thinking about is if Anchored plays this whole season and really gets back into it where they're playing a lot of tournaments, how good, what do they, do you think they are slash how high will they peak? What will be their peak ranking as a team uh, for 2021? Um, I mean, go, Frederick, go. The game hasn't changed in the fact that you do need to generate bad touches out of your serve. Um I don't know what their serving looks like. If Anthony's going to sit here and just try to hit the ball through me, uh, he's going to struggle. A lot of people have gotten much, much better at serve receive. They're really going to have to actually challenge you with their serves. They're going to have to put on some good drops. Um, the setting is going to be their saving grace. They'll be a great team because they can set. I mean, this whole thing is like, I think it really just highlights people being bad in a lot of regards, you know, you have a lot of serve ballers coming in the game who are whining about the rule changes, which I fully understand. And they fully don't understand why we need the rule changes. Um, with that being said, um, someone like anchored, I think will do well. Um, I don't think they'll excel. I also don't think their hitting is amazing. You know, I, I feel like as good as anchored was as defense, people were still getting defense touches on them. Um, they were pretty much just outlasting people. Um, and I do think that with these rule changes, like they might, you know, it, it might benefit them a lot because they can get balls back on the net and just simply put it on um, and then kind of get to a point where they finally get it good enough up and hit it, um, you know, where defense isn't. But I, I think serve like serves aside, which they definitely aren't the strongest team in terms of serves. Um, I think people have just gotten really, really good at service even 2020. And with this slight, um, you know, hindrance of serves. I think people would just eat them up on serve receive. I think hitting is going to, you know, get back up to semi what it was in 2020. And then I just don't see them, you know, excelling. I know everyone's excited about defense, but I honestly think at the top, top level, like it's not just a gimme. I know Dan Abrams was kind of afraid of that because he prides himself on getting those hard touches, but it's not just going to be a gimme at the top level. You know, it's not just going to be like, Oh, like, I have a 50% chance now to get a touch. I think we might see a five to 10% increase of touches at the top level, which isn't much considering we weren't in that many touches before. Um, but I could be way wrong. I just think, you know, it's going to be a matter of who's the more complete player. Um, but I'm excited. Um, Frederick mentioned something I want to talk about too, is in terms of like they lost to somebody they normally wouldn't. And I think that's a super fun aspect that I've been hearing a lot. You know, for me, it's not about being the best or being whatever. It's like if people are growing because they're a more complete player than me and they're beating me because they just outperform in all aspects, I'm super stoked on a loss at that point. Comparatively speaking to ah, I lost because, you know, Frederick aced me and Ryder like 17 times in a game. Um, but it's just one of those things. I think it's going to, you know, give pride, uh, you know, give power to more complete players. So, yeah. Cool. And then, Will, I don't think we've heard from you yet on this. Yeah, so, I mean, the 1.5 hit zone, I said what I said at the beginning, but, like, talking about what we were talking about, I do think that it's going to make, like, rallies more of a thing, like the multiple changes of possession, because finishing um, after you get the touch is, like, tremendously harder. 
So like converting the touches is so much harder. Like serve receive, yeah, we should get back to hitting, but I mean the one point five zone around the net makes it so much harder to convert. So I do think when there's one touch, it's just gonna be like four or five changes of the like possession, whatever. And Dude, I do think it's so gonna right. be some very cool rallies. That's so right. Once you get it started, it's hard to stop it, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I, agree. Yeah, and I would agree too. I think that'll be a really exciting thing to see. And even, I mean, we the when I played with the Dantowitz brothers, it was a pretty sloppy game, admittedly. Um, but we did have a lot of points that just continued on because we were really cautious of not wanting to be in that circle when we were coming back on. Um, one kind of follow-up question for you guys, um, just with the hitting circle, um, at least in my experience from what I've seen, um, at the top level, you see a lot of teams come in with kind of some sense of a defensive strategy, but not necessarily like with a very specific mindset and looking how to execute. I know Dan Abrams is one of the guys kind of on the front end of that, really advocating for specific strategies and different things like that. Um, how do you think that a hitting circle is going to affect how teams now approach defense? Because in, again, in my mind, I think um, Dan brings up a lot of good points when he talks about like teams getting really strict about how they play defense and implementing specific strategies since it's a little bit easier to cover. I know Preston, you brought up the point that you don't think hitting is going to change that much, but I do think it will be easier in a certain sense to read hitting a little bit better and cut off angles a little bit more than if you could just hit from right over the net. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And one thing I want to say, and then everyone else can chat is I think ambidextrous hitting is something that's been valued over the past few years, but I think more than ever, it's going to, it's going to have to be the future. You know, like Ryder and I very briefly were hitting around the other day, but, you know, people who have one arm and one arm only in hitting, you know, stepping close to the net and hitting a flick, it's possible. You probably have to jump. You probably have to be falling into the one 1.5 no hit zone, but it's going to be really obvious. It's going to be lack of power and it's not going to be consistent. So I think in that regard, people are going to have to mature and they're hitting, but I do think sets are going to slowly become a little bit higher. Um, just to kind of give the hitter movement around the net. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think defense is going to have more time. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Um, you'll see a few more lips in the early on stages. And I'm not saying hitting is going to be the same in terms of like people hitting, you know, dummy, you know, one square type hits all the time. Um, but all in all, I mean, I think it's going to be a good change. So, yeah. I think say, defense. Oh, sorry, good. Oh, Okay. It's quick. I think defense is going to be much more like strategize against who you're playing. Cause if you are playing like Clark or like Drucker, someone that can reach over the net, and like Clark was sending me videos of him doing tweeners, like with the barrier, like that's dumb. Um, but like people like that, you're just going to have to play like 2020 defense, honestly, like almost, but people like Jordan Taylor or like just smaller people, Frederick, who, you probably can expect the smack the crap out of the ball. Like honestly, like short, long game might come back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, going along with that, I, I totally agree on how hitting changes a lot more depending on how tall you are. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Taylor church, uh, you know, probably the taller guy in Utah who's known for pretty much only hitting in flicks. His hitting hasn't changed uh, in playing against him the last couple of days with these new rules, seven foot with one and a half foot barrier. Uh, he's still hitting pretty much all flicks. He does flick with his left hand now, but still not that much more. Um, 
and every once in a while he'll jump to do it but he doesn't have to very often because he's six four with a six 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 seven wingspan uh then like you were saying for for people more our height so five ten down to i think jordan's five six um <laughs> you can you can correct me if i'm wrong on that but i feel like that's Yikes. pretty accurate <laughs> I have um, no idea how actually tall he is. Just like the first one is short. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just say Jordan's the the barrier for how tall you can, how short you can be and still play around net. Um, <laughs> I think you just have to be a lot smarter. And I do agree, Frederick. There you go. Five. A rule is five foot three and a half. I guess, which is crazy. Um, but uh, going along with that, I do think that for those people, uh, you do have to have a very good left hand. Uh, as to what Preston was saying. Um, that being said, shall we move on to the last major rule change? I think we shall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that being said, the last, uh, main one we wanted to talk about, uh, was the soft touch. Uh, and I think two major questions with it are one, does it ever really happen? Or like, do we ever think it's going to happen with frequency in games? Uh, and what frequency? And then two, um, if, if we like this rule change, better than others um yeah i'll go yeah go ahead so i think preston mentioned earlier that defenses are going to get more touches and i think he doesn't realize how many more touches an efficient defense is going to get than an inefficient defense an efficient defense will be able to cover so much more ground and get so many more touches and that's going to be highlighted by this soft touch rule i i think that this might be the biggest change because when we were playing the other day there are so many touches that like hit your body and just die that now suddenly people are going to sit there and get used to just going, Oh, I died for that. That is a play right there. I think this might be the biggest, like the biggest actual change. Just nobody realizes it yet. Yeah. I yeah. think one of the, one of the scenarios that we see too a lot in games is you'll see someone going to body the ball and then another partner kind of not knowing whether to go deep beyond them in case of a boom or whether, whether to kind of cover that hard right hand. And I think this opens up a little bit more to do with that, because even if you get kind of a soft touch off of the body, you then have the ability to go play it again, as opposed to your partner just having to take off and basically guess where they think the ball's going to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I like that you know, any body part as long as it's an upward trajectory. Cause I mean, I get a lot of touches where, you know, I'll get a hand on there or whatever, and it'll still be rising or I'll jump for a ball and pop it up. And then Caleb's like 50 feet behind me, you know, diving on the ground. Cause he thinks it's going over me or whatever it is. Um, and in that regard, you know, I think of buddy Hammond, I think of Jarrett Rouse. Um, you know, I think of guys who just have wildly quick hands um, and even Fitzy Fitzy gets so many dumb touches that just go up and his teammates know where to be found because they're like, dude, like you should never get to that ball. But then he just throws his body and pops it straight up. Um, And I also think defense will slightly change in how people play. I think you'll start to see more people on the net, just literally funneling slash cutting off angles. Cause before, I mean, you could just rip it into somebody and it was probably fine. But if, especially for smaller people, you know, I think of someone like Rahul Frederick, Tyler Chizik, where they're literally always low. Now all they do have is angle up. And if it goes up, they're going to be able to get to it. Their partner probably going to get to it. But if not, and, you know, I just – I'm super curious to see. You know, I, I called Buddy the other day, and I was like, dude, you have to play. Like, this rule is literally for you. He gets dumb amounts yeah. of hands. And he could literally be like, up. Oh! And then he just stands up, one, two, three. So that's it. 
kills it, you know. So I think, like Frederick said, it's going to be a big change. I don't quite think it's going to be like the biggest change, but I do think we're going to see a large amount of being like maybe one to two per game um, of playable soft touches that lead into someone getting a point off of it. When I think too, I, go ahead. Will. I think it's a super, super cool rule, but it's like so hard to get used to, at least for me. Like I've yeah. gotten the touches and I just haven't even like thought about it yet. But I do think once people get used to that, it's going to be such a cool rule and like make some really sick plays because of that rule. So I'm excited yeah. to see what like, what the ceiling is of defense now coming into it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, a great point. Well, in the sense that it's just, I mean, it's not a natural thing. I mean, in the history of the sport, that's never been something that you've been able to do. And so it's very just unnatural and not intuitive. Um, I think one thing I'm really excited for too with it is I think of scenarios where people are really close up to the net trying to body and people just kind of dink it um into their body i think now that opens up an opportunity for even if they dink it into your body and it hits you if you can move quick enough you can almost get another up right in front of the net for your partner to come back and get a hit on um potentially yeah. i just yeah I as think long it opens as it's up upward though still because right. like if it's like too low of a dink they could just say that it wasn't going up anymore you know what i mean right exactly exactly given that it's going upward but i think i think in general it just you're gonna see a lot like you said well the ceiling of defense has been raised and just the number of different strategies and people um or number of different strategies and ways that people can kind of play defense and really scheme um to defend a team yeah i mean going along with that i think i see two problems one uh with what will saying about how he hasn't adjusted to it yet i think the reason people don't adjust to it is because regardless of how frequently you think it's going to happen it's still only like maybe one or two times a game, uh, which means that you're not necessarily, Frederick, whatever, uh, which means that you're not necessarily getting as many opportunities to adjust to it. So obviously it's going to take longer. And then two, I don't know why they didn't make it like a volleyball touch where you get like four touches that possession where the first one doesn't count. Dude, because that, no, that, that'd be, that'd be so, so OP. Yeah, that'd be terrible. It'd be sick. No, that it'd be like a guaranteed kill. The yeah. flow of the game would slow down so much. If you could, if you could touch, pass, set, hit. I mean, you'd have like a you'd have like a mid played timeout pretty much to just think about life, wave with your mom, and then go then get a kill. Because you have to know that that like recovery touch is just going to be a bomb twenty feet in the air, just to let the partner get back and set it. Yeah, and that's my thing is like if your partner is still, yeah, like you know. 15 feet off the net or whatever going for a deep ball or whatever it is or they dive maybe and you get a weird touch you know you're screaming bloody murder oh my god i all said you know and then like you're actually a team at that point and you have to actually be as one and be aware of what's happening whereas i think if there was four touches you know a volleyball touch like you could literally touch sky ball your partner gets up brushes his pants off sets you the ball and then you kill it, you know? So, um, I'm happy the way it is, but I do see, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the draw of the other rule, but I don't know. I, I think one thing I forgot to say earlier is that hitting now has a sense of stress to it. I'm not going to call them out, but somebody said that they were stressed when they were hitting. And I laughed out loud because I'm like, dude, we're playing quote unquote a sport. And you know, we're, you're saying because we're getting free points, it's good. You know, it's like, I think anything that adds a difficulty layer to it or a level of stress is ultimately a good thing in the long run. 
um, you're going to see people doing more athletic things, more athletic opportunities. Um, and I think people worrying about not seeing quote unquote cool things happen um, is just not justified and hopefully they're wrong in a few months. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're stressed every time you go up to bat and baseball. Yeah. If someone was underhanding a five mile power pitch to you, that's the equivalent of hitting in round net in 2020. Yeah. yeah. And now it's, yeah. It, it just shouldn't like be that. You have people hitting dingers every single hit. Great analogy. I love it. Yeah. All right, guys, that kind of wraps up us just diving deep into all the major rule changes that we have coming up for the 2021 round net season. Hopefully we will actually have a season to play these rules for. Um, you never know with the virus, but we're hoping that we get a season. Um, before we wrap up, just going through each of you three real quick on a scale of one to 10, one being absolutely horrendous. This is the absolute worst, like most terrible thing I've ever seen in my life to 10 being this is basically the next closest thing to heaven. Um, how excited and happy are you guys with the entire new rule set for 2021? And before you do that, you should also on that same scale rate where you had old, like the original 2020. Rules. That's yeah. Yeah. Very true. All right. Moving on. Let's uh, Frederick. So for me, this is, this is tough. I absolutely loved the, the old rule set. I've played, you know, tons of sports and I, I couldn't help myself. This is the one that I got addicted to. And I'm not spending 20 hours a week playing the sport because I don't love it. So I would say that old round net for me was like the 10 there. It was perfect. I loved it. Um, but I would say this is, you know, right there, like nine and a half. I, I enjoy it almost as much. It's right in the same vicinity. I have no regrets that they've changed it. I look forward to another year of grinding through it, trying to become the best at this and trying to solve the new meta. So it's, it's just another challenge to me and I'm excited for it. Well, um, so I was like completely in love with old spike ball and around that. And I still am in love with around that no matter what. Um, but the old spike ball, I'm going to give a nine because it was the sport that I did fall in love with or the version of the sport that I fell in love with, but I'm going to give new round net like 8.5 because I played it. It felt the same. I still enjoyed it completely, but I'm going to put it a little bit lower because I still haven't like re fallen in love with it. Still like giving it its chance, but I'm pretty confident. I'm going to be right back to that nine, 10 area, just like Frederick. So. I just want to put one thing out there and say, if you've seen my sunset ratings, it's hard to get a 10. I think a 7.83 for me is pretty high. Um, I don't want people thinking that I'm not pleased with these rules. Because for me, just like Will said, it's like, I think these rules are going to develop over time and I'm going to like them more and more as I play more and more and learn them more and more. Um, but I just think it's a step in the right direction. You know, I don't think anything in life is a 10 personal, just how I feel. But uh, yeah, I think I love the rules and uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, that being said, I'll, I'll go real quick. Uh, yeah. On that scale, if 10 is heaven, I probably had around net at a nine. Uh, I very much enjoyed where it was. I liked playing it. Even if there weren't a ton of defensive touches, I thought hitting was cool. I loved serving. Um, and I thought I think that game was much more serving versus server-receive, whereas this game is much more offenses, offense versus defense. Uh, and for me, that just makes it a different sport, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just 
for me, I think this is two different sports uh, versus two versions. Two, like, it's not spike ball and old spike ball to me. It's, you know, two different sports, like I said. Uh, so I still think this, if the old one was a nine, uh, I had this one at eight and a half. I don't, I don't like it quite as much uh, because it kind of, it, it nerfs what I'm good at a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to, you know, put it into practice and we'll see where that ends up. Yeah. And just closing it off, I would, I would probably put, um, original round net at an eight and a half for me. I think, I mean, I, I fell in love with the game. Like you were saying, Solomon, um, very much about serve and serve receive. Um, I have the benefit of when I'm at college, um, especially in past years, playing with a lot of advanced players. So for me, that was part of the fun was getting to play with them and kind of train them up and watch them progress um, as servers and as serve receivers. And also I actually had the opportunity to work with them a lot on hitting and setting and some of those things that are a breeze for a lot of other people. Um, so that was also a really fun aspect of it for me. Um, with that said, I would probably give the new ones, um, I'll say like a 7.75, cause I'm kind of torn between like a 7.5 and an eight. Um, I think it's just, I mean, it's like you were saying, Solomon, it's really different and is definitely going to take some time to get used to. Um, but I'm really, it, part of what I'm most excited for at this is everyone's kind of starting from a similar point now. And so it's really going to show who's putting in the work, who's putting in the time and who's grinding during the off season. And I think that's going to pay off big time. I don't, I, whereas I felt like I was kind of a mid premier player before I no longer feel like I'm completely behind the eight ball and just like trying to run up this massive hill, but I kind of feel like we're all starting off on flat ground together. Um, and it's kind of just a sprint to see who's going to figure out how to play this game the best first. And that's really exciting to me. Um, yeah, guys, sadly, that is all that we have for you today. Fred, Preston and Will, thank you guys so much for coming on and giving us your thoughts. Um, to anyone listening, feel free to message any one of us. I know all of us are more than happy to talk about the new rules with you. Um, and we love to hear thoughts on them, um, especially Preston. Just blow Preston's phone up. Oh, also, um, if, you guys haven't, if you guys don't know the new rules in detail, I got a video yes. on my channel, How to Round It on YouTube. Um, and uh, it's a decent explanation of what's changing and a dumbed down version for hopeful, uh, easy understanding. Yeah, and go give all these guys a follow. Preston's got How to Round Net on YouTube and on Instagram. Um, Fred has got uh, Texas A&M Round Net, Tamu Round Net on Instagram. And then Will Picconi is one half of the up-and-coming superstar team of Volley Llamas. So make sure you guys go give them a follow to and show them some love. But yeah, guys, that is all that we have for you today. And we will see you around the realm. So let's start with uh, Preston because his is going to be drastic. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows, I mean, every year I threaten to retire and never play, but this year really, really hurt and really, really gave me a very large, I was just like round that became toxic in my mind in terms of it wasn't fun to play. I mean, I low key was about to quit Michael Sue's tournament with him. You know, I was like half in tears. So for me, round net was in a state of like a, like a 3.1 in terms of overall rating for me. I just, there just wasn't any depth to the sport. Um, you know, I don't think it's perfect now. I'm very, very excited. I'm actually driven to play. Um, you know, I get to train now uh, a lot of different aspects of the game. Um, and I'm just excited because, you know, I think we just kind of stepped into the future of round net and whether or not these rules are permanent, I'd give these rules like a solid, like seven, eight, 
seven nine because I think there's always going to be tweaking, but I definitely think it's a very very large improvement, and I'm just genuinely excited that I, you know, am excited to play around it again, and Ryder doesn't have to try and pay me ten dollars for five minutes of his time to practice at home. <laughs>